Welcome to the latest PinkCast in the Pink Elephant podcast series, dedicated to leading the way in IT management best practices. My name is Troy, and I'm an executive consultant with Pink Elephant. Let's take a look at governance. First thing is to kind of place this in context. First of all, IT governance in and of itself has no reason for living. It is a sub-process to business or enterprise governance. It basically means that if the business has to be able to produce accurate financial results, protect customer data, then IT does. Why? Because the legislators have realized something that we in IT and many of our business customers have yet to realize. The day IT took control of the systems which managed the business functions and transactions was the day we took control of the data that transacts between those systems. There is no separation between a business function and IT. Even though we like to think of ourselves as this bolt-on thing on the outside providing services to the in, we manage the very lifeblood of the organization. And for years, basically, we said, we don't own the data. The business owns the data. Well, actually, it's not completely true. We manage that data. We store that data. We control access to that data. We, at very least, have joint ownership in that data. And when that data goes off in a storage management environment or is on a tape and gets shipped off in a truck somewhere or is in a disaster recovery zone, maybe in another country, we're still responsible and accountable for that data. IT is. We own the data as much as the business does. So we are signed up to all of this as much as the businesses. That is why Sarbanes-Oxley with Section 404 has basically forced the business and IT to the table and said, get your stuff together. There is no separation. That's a realization that's coming in our industry right now. And it's not just data management. There are a whole aspect of organizational structures, processes, controls that all come together to basically support enterprise governance. With most companies today, there is no enterprise governance if there is no IT governance because all of the data resides in IT systems. In Sarbanes, there is a legislative aspect that you have to maintain data about a business transaction three years from the point of incorrect filing. The side of this that gets a little bit confusing is that they've also legislated that email is a business transaction. And that regardless if the owner of that email deletes it or not, IT is responsible for maintaining that business transaction. Think of what that means. Think of the storage management issues that might have. Now, I've worked with companies who are doing creative things with their lawyers to get around this, such as they create a capacity policy that says, we won't allow a user to archive their email off-site, and we'll delete all emails after three months as a corporate policy. What that does is excuse them from the ability to have to go back. It's a play. It's a, it's, a, it's a runaround. It's a loophole. But those are the kind of loopholes that are having to be found to try to get their way through what is right now really a wild west of, of legislation. Very hairy. And if you don't have that policy, then you could be asked to go back 10 years for an email proving a business transaction. This is a very interesting time we live in. We are starting to see the government is understanding that they are, and they also in the U.S. have their own legislation. Clinger-Cohen legislation you're going to see has actually been 
against the U.S. government for longer than Sox. And they're having to ante up to their own, not only recent legislations, but the ones they have against themselves already. Used to be governance only meant what the business wanted to do, then that's what we would do, and that's how we, all we had to worry about. The new thing is the regulatory pressures. That's what changing, is changing the very nature of governance. Governance itself is starting to mature, and so things such as COSO, Committee of Sponsoring Organizations, is what this stands for. It is now becoming worldwide accepted as the business risk management model. What are all the things that the business has to be concerned with? And we're going to see two out of five characteristics of COSO have a direct correlation to IT. Now, COSO is a business model for risk management, but it's not an IT template for IT control. So the large companies out there that are doing the audits are really driving the adoption and use of COBIT, control objectives for IT. Now, COBIT was simply an auditor's tool. And much like ITIL, the framework that we're involved in, really wasn't set out to become this de facto global standard for IT business process for IT, but it simply becomes so. COBIT, likewise, is becoming the de facto standard to describe what IT governance is. Let's put it this way. Our companies, for the last 20 years, have been largely, in effect, created by the personalities of the executive CIOs which have come through the gates. They're all different. They all look light, slightly different because of this. What's occurring is COVID is putting a statement and saying, this is what a self-respecting IT shop should look like, and here are all the controls. A scope statement for IT is being generalized. This is what IT is. And this is what COVID is starting to do to the industry, creating this de facto scope. With COVID comes the idea that you have to apply standards. You know, you have to go out and find a recognized standard to kind of answer some of these basic requirements. Also with COBIT comes the concept of ownership, explicit ownership, and not just process ownership, but on systems, on data, on applications, on portfolios. They want to be able to point the finger at a single person in the organization which owns something, accountability to the individual. This is where we get into the litigation issues and where we get into we want accountability at all levels. COVID also says it's not enough to kind of go pontificate and set standards, but you have to do ongoing analysis and risk identification because this is what governance is becoming, the bigger picture. The ITGI stands for the IT Governance Institute is becoming the body which is kind of setting the, the pace and the standard, the IT Governance Institute. And they are basically the de facto owners of DISACA, COBIT, and uh, are setting the, the general policies of where governance covers. They list these five responsibilities, which are a lot more than audit. Alignment of IT with the business. That sounds like service management. Value delivery of IT. Getting something for the money. Management of risk. Resource management, both workforce and technology capacity. Performance management. We're starting to see this is really bleeding into the idea of management now, not simply concept of governance. Now, to give you a, a definition, though, what is the difference between management and governance? Governance sets direction. Management executes it. But there has to be what is now becoming more and more evident in many companies, a strategic function in your organization, a council, which is going to basically set direction in all of these different areas.
And then that strategic map is then executed by our management layers. Now, to accomplish that, we have to get into more than just establishing. Yes, we have to know what are the business requirements and legislation. How do we answer those in best practice standards? We have to start developing ownership model and structures. And we have to also identify a corporate dashboard concept, which says we have to get into annual assessment or even, even more frequent than that. Even though they won't say this, it's just as important to have an ongoing assessment and perpetual navel-gazing activity as it is to, is to actually have good controls. Because if you have a document, that means nothing to them. But if you can show that you have a document that resembles a process which you can actually prove is actually being used, and you can actually show that you identify weaknesses in that before, here's the things you did to fix it, and here's my plans next year to fix the things I haven't fixed now, that's more important than even having a piece of paper. That's that concept of analysis. Well, I hope you've enjoyed this pink cast. My name is Troy Dumoulin, and for more information, please take a look at our website at www.pinkelephant.com and pay particular attention to the Atlas link, where you'll find all types of time-saving tools and techniques for your IT service management journey.